Today we are going to discuss Dhanurasana, the bow pose. Dhanur has named so because in Sanskrit Dhanur stands for bow. This posture makes a wonderful combination with Bhujanga and Dalavasana. These three asana beats sloth and inertia like nothing else. They can be performed as counter pose after Halasana and Paschimottanasana. Now let's understand how to perform. Lie down onto a mat with the face downward. Keep the arms at the side. Gently fold your legs so as to bring them toward the hips. Raise your hands backward and catch hold of the ankles with the hand. Raise the head and chest, vertebra by vertebra. Now try to stretch the upper body and the leg as much as possible as per your capacity. See to it that the body weight is on the abdomen, not the pubic bone. Keep the arms and foreleg straight. Make sure your body form a convex arch in the final posture. Breath normally and repeat this posture for 5 to 6 times. So what are the benefits of doing Dhanurasana? The first benefit is the abdomen region by curing indigestion and other gastrointestinal diseases. Cure chronic constipation, dyspepsia, and sluggishness of liver. It also removes hunchback, reduce fat, energize digestion, relieve menstrual uh, menstrual disorders, prevents premature aging of bones, alleviate congestion of blood in the abdominal visera and tones them. So who should not do? Dhanurasana, what are the limitations and the contraindications? Dhanurasana should not be suffering from high or low BP. The person who have hernia, neck injuries, pain in the lower back, headache, migraine, or a recent abdominal surgery should not do this. Women should avoid practicing this posture during pregnancy. Thank you for listening. Today, let's understand Garodasana, the eagle pose. The Sanskrit word Garod translates into eagle. When this pose is demonstrated, the body looks like that of an eagle. Hence, this asana is popular by the name of Garodasana. So, here we will understand how to perform this asana. Stand up straight onto your mat. Now, raise the left leg and take it round the right leg from the front of the body like a creeper. The left thigh should cross the right thigh. Now follow the same procedure with your arms as well. When you stand as instructed above, steadily bend and try to keep the toes of left foot facing downward. Hold the pose for a few seconds as per your capacity and return to the initial position. Repeat while standing on another leg. Now we will understand the variation. So, the advanced practitioner can deepen their practice by looking at the tip of your thumb once you are in the full posture. Typically, the thumb tip point a little bit off or to the side of the upper arm. Press the mound of the upper thumb into the bottom hand and turn the thumb tip so they point directly at the tip of your nose. So, the benefit of this asana are 
First, it strengthens the nerves and bones of the legs and hands. It also cures sciatica, rheumatism of the legs and hands, nourish and develop the bone of the vertebral column, cures hydrocele and swelling of the testicles, builds up the calf muscle. These were the benefits. And now let's understand the limitation. So people with recent knee, ankle or elbow injury should avoid practicing this pose. Thank you for listening. Today we are going to do Matasyasana, the fish pose. Matasya in Sanskrit means fish. By assuming this posture, the practitioner floats like a fish on water. Therefore, this asana has been named Matasyasana. This asana is best performed immediately after Shavangasana. So let's understand how to perform this asana. Sit in Padmasana on a mat spread on the floor. Slowly move back by resting the elbows on the mat. Arch the back by lifting the chest and trunk and bend the neck backward. Draw the head back and rest it on its crown. Catch hold of the big toes and gradually increase the arch by pressing further back the position of the crown of the head and pulling the toes by the hand. Focus of the heart chakra, the throat chakra and the crown chakra. Breath normally. Retain the posture for 20 seconds to 1 minute. Release the toe by resting on the elbow and rest the back of your head on the ground. Slowly get up and sit in Padmasana and release the leg one by one. The duration of the posture may be increased as one progress in practice. So now let's understand the variation. Beginner practitioner can stretch their legs and keep their palms under the hips and practice this asana in case they are unable to sit Padmasana. The palms may also rest on the thighs during practice. So what are the benefits of these asana? So the benefits are stress the chest and dorsal portion of the spine is expanded well and breathing becomes better. Second, remove spasm from bronchial tubes. Third, help the patients who are suffering from asthma. Fourth, tones the thyroid, parathyroid, pituitary and pineal gland. Fifth, improves flexibility of pelvic joints. And lots of benefit of this asana. So now let's understand what are the contradictions, contraindications, limitations. So people with high or low blood pressure can avoid this asana. Migraine and insomnia patients should also refrain from doing this fish pose. Those who have had serious lower back or neck injuries, cervical problems, etc. strongly recommend not to practice this pose. Thank you. Today we will understand Padhastasana, the standing forward bending posture. In Sanskrit, Pada means feet and Hasta means hand. Since this asana is demonstrated by touching the feet with the hand, it is known as Padhastasana. It is similar to Paschimottanasana. The only difference between the two asanas is that Padhastasana is performed while standing, whereas the Paschimottanasana is performed while sitting. 
let's understand how to perform this asana so come on to your mat stand straight with your hands down close to your thighs keep the heels close your feet together your knees together with inhale raise the hand up slowly exhale and bend the body downward bring the hand to catch hold of the toe make sure your body must bend from your pelvic region not from the thoracic region so for doing this by uh, while bending forward make sure you are bending from your pelvic by looking forward slowly exhale now make sure you draw the belly in as you exhale by bending slowly exhale and bend the body downward keep the knees stiff and straight keep the forehead between the knees try using the strength of your tongue to get closer to the knees hold the pose for 10 seconds then come slowly up with inhale so let's understand the variation of this posture people who have inflexible bodies or fat people may find it difficult to touch the toes with their hand due to abdominal fat side oblique fat and stiffness of the muscles in such case bend the knees slightly and then catch hold of the toes however straighten the knees after catching hold of your toes so these were the variations now let's understand the benefit of this asana the benefits are it dissipates tamas or laziness from our body second is it eliminates excess fat around the abdomen and thighs due to stretch in the abdomen and thighs in the hamstring it purifies the strengthen sushumna nadi there are three important nadi in our body ida pingla and sushumna so it purify and strengthen sushumna nadi also lengthen the legs after three months of practice so who should not do this asana what are the limitation forward bending is strictly prohibited for people with lower back problem so those who have lower back problem must not bend forward thank you for listening today let's talk about paschimottanasana the seated forward bending position paschimottanasana is also called because paschim refer to the back and uttan means stretching hence paschimottanasana means stretching of the back there are many benefits of this posture the main and the most obvious one is to provide a complete stretch of the entire back side of the back from the back of the head through the heel how to perform so let's understand sit on the mat with leg stretched in front of you keep the spine erect and legs flexed toward you gaze the toe with the thumb index and middle finger and bend the upper body forward exhale and slowly bend to touch your forehead on to your knees try bending as much as possible draw your belly button toward your spine as you exhale and bend stretch the arm out in front of you hold the pose for 5 to 10 seconds to begin with and gradually increase the time duration 
Inhaling, come back up to the sitting posture with breath in. Now breath out and lower the arms. So what are the variations? Beginner can keep the face between the knees while bending forward. If you find it tough to do the full Paschimottanasana, perform the partial pose with right leg and right hand and then with the left leg and left hand. So what are these benefits? Helpful for Weight Watchers in Reducing Abdominal Fat Second, Cures Enlargement of the Spleen and Liver Third, Stimulates Endocrine Gland, Kidney, Liver and Pancreas Next, Increases the Peristalysis of the Bowels Diabetes and Piles are Cured and the back muscles are rendered flexible. It is said that in Paschimottanasana, the Anahat Nad can be heard by an expert practitioner. That is, when you practice for a long time, then you can listen Anahat Nad. So, it was the practice of Paschimottanasana. Thank you for listening. Let's understand Shalabhasana. Shalabhasana is also called the locust pose. Shalab in Sanskrit means locust. When this asana is demonstrated, the body looks like a locust. Hence, we call it Shalabhasana or the locust posture. So, now let's understand how to perform this asana. Lie on the mat on your stomach. Make sure your chest touches the ground. Your chin rests on the ground. And both your feet together, your toes should be in contact with the floor. Now place your hand on the ground below your inner thigh, palm facing up. Now lift up your head a little. You can inhale or breath in and then lift the legs. This pose can also be maintained by holding the breath. Using the strength of your arm, raise the legs in the air and hold them in that position for a while rest your body on your abdomen keep all your awareness on your abdomen make sure your chin is touches the ground and make sure your knees do not bend both your feet together and your feet raised up from the pelvic post position Hold this position for at least 10 seconds and then bring down the leg on the mat. This completes one round of Shalavasana. You can repeat it 6 to 7 times and gradually increase your capacity. Now let's understand the benefits of Shalavasana. So the benefit is it tones the muscle of the abdomen, thigh or leg. Clears the intestines of the Accumulated decaying facial matters works on the abdomen and the back to make them stronger. It also burns fat surrounding the liver, pancreas, kidney, which is called visceral fat. Cures sluggishness of liver and hunchback. It also removes lumbago and dyspepsia type problems. It improves appetites. 
okay now let's understand its limitation the contraindications pregnant women and those who are recovering from abdominal surgery must avoid performing this asana thank you for listening today we are going to discuss shirsa asana the headstand the headstand is also called the king of asana it is a cure for almost all physical maladies the name shirsa asana has been derived from the sanskrit word shirsa meaning head and asana means posture okay now let's understand how to perform this posture come on to a mat sit on the two knees interlock the fingers and place the finger lock on the ground up till the elbow now keep the top of your head on this finger lock or between the two th- hands slowly raise the legs till they become vertical retain this pose for 5 second in the beginning increase the time duration gradually as per your capacity come up to 1 or 2 minutes but don't go beyond this after holding the posture slowly bring the leg down as you go into the posture you also come from the posture similarly okay now let's understand what are the benefits of this asana it eliminate the psychic faculties and awakens the kundalini shakti it removes intestinal diseases and increase mental power it also purifies blood and work as a wonderful nerve tonic it improve vision concentration and memory so good for students again it cures disease of the eyes nose head throat stomach genu uterus system liver spleen lung renal colic deafness also cured by this diabetes patient pile asthma consumption syphilis etc can also do this it stimulates the digestive fire also known as jatharagni it also slows down aging process it ease out uterine and ovarian trouble and remove sterility okay so now let's understand the limitation the practitioner suffering from abnormal bp glaucoma detached retina chronic thyroid disorder neck or shoulder injuries must consult a trained yoga expert before practicing this shoulder stand here we will understand some important points related to shirsasana shirsasana must be practiced under the supervision of trained teacher only while performing this asana avoid jerky and hasty movement ask someone to assist you in performing this pose or take the support of a wall initially breath through the nose and not through the mouth people who are good at balancing can easily do this asana keep trying it is important to practice this asana for 2 3 months at a stretch to master it thank you for listening so today we are going to discuss trikonasana what is trikonasana the triangle pose so let's understand the sanskrit meaning of the term trikonasana is triangle when trikonasana is demonstrate the body appears like a triangle 
it is very easy asana and can be done by novice practitioner as well now let's understand how to do this asana stand straight keep your legs keeping your legs wide now stretch your arms widely horizontal in line with the shoulder and parallel to the ground slowly bend toward your right keeping the left knee straight touching the right toe with the finger of the right hand bend the neck slightly to the right it is all right if it touches the right shoulder now raise the left arm toward the sky fix your gaze up remain in this posture for a minute breath normally come back to the original posture and repeat with the other side do this asana for 3 to 6 times on each side now let's understand its benefits it renders the merudand the spine flexible reduce anxiety stress back pain and sciatica in your body increase peristalsis of the bowels and improve appetite stretch and open the hip groins hamstring and calves shoulder chest and spine also stretch now let's understand what are the contraindications what are the limitation who should not do this pose this pose should not be practiced by those suffering from migraine diarrhea low or high bp or neck and back injuries person with high bp can practice this pose without raising the hand toward the sky thank you for listening today we are discussing about vajrasana the thunderbolt pose vajra in sanskrit means diamond due to the regular practice of this asana the practitioner attain a strong body the spine or merudand become firm and strong as a diamond hence this posture is known by the name of vajrasana okay now let's understand how to perform this asana sit on to the mat resting the hips on the heels and thighs on the calf muscle keep your hands on your knees and keep the head straight the part from the toes to the knees should touches the ground the whole burden of the body is put on the knees and ankle beginner may feel slight pain in the knees and ankle joints no need to worry as it is passing pain massage the paining part and the knee and ankle joint with the hand keep the knees quite close sit like vajra the diamond keeping the trunk neck and head in one straight line this is the most common asan it can be done after eating immediately you may sit in this asana for as long as you want especially after dinner for better digestion of food so what are the benefit of this asana the benefits are it heals the knees joint pain the health of knee joint depend on the secretion of synovial fluid vajrasana boosts blood circulation in the knees and maintain its secretion even in old age the other benefits are it aids digestion of food and remove platelets benefit the dyspeptics it strengthens the nerves and muscles of the leg and thighs and heal sciatica malaria in the knees 
legs toes and thighs disappear so we are now discussing about the limitation of this posture who should not do this so people with knees problem are slightly prohibited from doing vajrasana otherwise the pain in the knees will increase so here we understand some variation the variation is keep the heels a bit separate the anus and the hips are keep between the two heels and the leg by the side of the two thighs now perform the following pose today we are going to do surya namaskar the sun salutation pose come into the samasthiti stand at the edge of your mat facing the sun with folded hands in the prayer pose keep the legs together and stand straight breath normally now keep the palms in the prayer position slowly inhale and raise the arms above the head stretch the arms backward as much as you can the inhaling and raising of hands should be in unison as you progress tilt the pelvic slightly forward Make sure that you are reaching up with your finger when you bend backward breath normally. Slowly exhale and bend forward till the palms are kept flat in line with the feet. Touch the knees with your head keeping the leg straight without bending. In the beginning you may bend the knees to bring the palm down to the floor or you may touch your feet with the fingertips. in the final posture but after practicing for a few day make a gentle effort to keep the legs straight breath normally after slow and deep inhalation push your right leg back in the long backward step and gently place your right knee on the floor keep the hand and the left foot firmly on the ground without moving sideways raise the head and look upward all your awareness on to your vishuddhi chakra the left knee should be between the hand in the final posture breath normal now exhale lift the hip up and the tailbone up chest downward in as inverted v posture try as much as possible to keep your heels in contact with the floor look toward the navel or your knees in the final posture breath normally exhaling slowly lower the body and let eight limbs of the body two toes two knees two hands chest and chin touch the floor the abdominal region is to be kept slightly raised breath normally while inhaling slowly raise your head and bend the spine backward as much as possible you may keep the elbow bent for a few days of practice look up toward the sky or the ceiling in the final posture breath normally exhale lift the hips and the tailbone up chest downward in an inverted b posture the mountain pose the parvatasan now try as much as possible to keep your heels in contact with the floor look toward the navel 
or your knees in the final posture breath normally inhale and bring the left foot along the level of the hand the right foot and knee should touch the ground look forward exhale bring the right leg also forward and come back to posture number 3 inhale and raise the hand overhead and bend backward as in posture number 2 slowly bring your hands as in the first posture exhale and relax in pranam asana